everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. All right, guys, so what is up? I am so excited. Um, this is my brother from another mother, literally one of my besties. This is Will. Um, I recently got to know Will, but I feel like I've known him forever. Literally, we've already got a lot of people logged in, so I'm just going to jump in. So basically, I met Will. I made the worst joke ever, and it broke the ice. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay if I tell that story? Is that like super insensitive? Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'll just go ahead and break that ice. So basically, I was playing a gig. His wife grabs a couple of things of merch. He's sitting down on the couch beside me. She grabs a couple of things of merch, walks off, hands it to him. And I look that direction and Will's like, don't worry, I'm not going to run off with it. And I said, well, if you do, I would chase you down. Uh, I'm definitely faster than you. And everybody's like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> what, 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 what? And he's like, you're gonna be my best friend and I'm like what it turns out later it turns out later that was a terrible joke to make I did not know he was sitting on a couch I didn't know I really could I don't know though there was no lie there facts on facts though no but it like it instantly broke the ice between us and now we're just total goobs basically I love I mean I'm not mad about it you may not understand I mean you may not think we like each other by the time this is over but (laughs) I love her. That's that's how we do things. That's it. He's coming to Thanksgiving. He's my brother. All right. Um, okay. So we're going to hop in because we got several people logging on. More will hop on as we go. So I was telling them when you logged in, this is one of the topics by far. I think I was looking back. I've done like a hundred of these so far. And I think this one is the most popular one as far as topic goes. I have had, yeah, crazy. Um, So in Arkansas, I've had um, more than one teacher from a school reach out and they wondered if they could share this topic, this video with the teachers, the staff, because they have several students with this particular diagnosis, which is amazing. What you're doing, T. Look what you're doing. You, you. This is Um, a... I want to echo. I, I caught the uh, I caught the sponsorship talk, and and uh, guys, this is super important. Um, this is the type of stuff that you should be doing with your platform. Uh, Townsend is an example. I'm, I'm going to shill for her. That's fine. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's an example of finding what you love and then using that to impact others. And I I told her today. I've had a microphone in my face. I'm a singer songwriter. I've had a microphone in my face for almost 30 years. I've had plenty of opportunities to sit down and have this talk with somebody, but it never felt right until I was, until I was able to share this with somebody who seems to actually care and not either turn this into a pity party or just making me be some kind of hero, which I'm not. Um, I just, I, I I love you so much, man. And I'm trying. I'm oh, stop trying. it, man. If you made me cry this episode, I'm going to yeah. fly that's from Nashville. Golly, you're so wild. So wild. I appreciate it, man. Love you too, for sure. Um, yeah, so, um, I, so I've had multiple people in Arkansas want to share this in the schools with staff. Um, I've been introduced to children that had this diagnosis, and it just... Will, I can't explain to you, seeing these kids 
God, it makes me watery, like thinking about how adorable they are and naive they are. What and it's, yeah, yeah, right. But it's so cool to see you, you know, as an adult and being successful and like being able to tell them like, it is okay, you will make it through life, although it might have its trials. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. If you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash townsendtmusic. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right, back to the conversation. And not only that, if you're a kid now, I was a kid 30 years ago. We've uh, we've come very, very far, and I'll get into that later, but I, I did some... Uh, research today on a surgery that I had almost 30 years ago and I couldn't believe what I was reading did not describe what I went through 30 years ago it was was terrible but now it's it's not bad at all whoa that's wild you know I just played a gig in Georgia I told them right before you logged on played a gig in Georgia open for sister Hazel and part of it was like telling your platform so I talked about you're not alone and I talked about this specific topic and I had schools from Georgia asking if they could share this episode with their school so all that to say I'm stoked so like are you ready to hop in because I've been in a I've been in a big mood all day this uh <laughs> Uh, 2020 took us out of the stage thing and I, I haven't had a gig in forever, but this felt like a show day today. I'm, I'm ready to go. We plaid on show days. Let's do it. All right. So let's start out. Who the heck is Will? Why is this topic important to you? So like, just what is your name, your age? When were, when did you get that diagnosis? Well, um, anybody that searches me on, uh, social medias will find me under Willie Ray, but my birth name is. Uh, William Ray Bacalikis. That's why you come up with a stage Be- name. Be- Be- That's yeah. why I stuck with Will. I was afraid it would come out like bacon I, lettuce. Yeah, I am. I am the son of Mike Jr. and Teresa, a um, Little Rock police officer, and a and my mother is a believe it or not, is a case manager for um adults and children with disabilities and that was the case before she had me well okay so i am man i'm a i'm I'm an older brother i'm a new uncle i am a almost 33 year old singer songwriter i uh, music is my language that's that's how i operate if it's music or sports really nothing else interests me so i um as far as who I am and why this is important to me, I haven't had a day without it. So this, it's the one thing in my life that's been constant every day is it doesn't define me, but it's there every day and I have to compete against it every day. So why is it important? Because for 30 years, I've heard people go, well, they, they don't know any better. When somebody says, when somebody, you know, either pigeonholes me and uh, misrepresents what my disability means, I've heard for my entire life, uh, well, they don't know any better. Well, why is that still a thing? Um, so why is it important to me? Because there are people with cerebral palsy who can't speak for themselves. And that's if I can help even a fraction. I feel obligated to do so. 
bro, I love it. I love that you're chatting with me about it for sure. Um, this guy's a stellar songwriter, by the way. Um, but we can, we can talk about that later. This should turn into a song, but nonetheless. Okay. For those who don't know, like summarize, what is cerebral palsy? So a lot of people call it CP. We'll probably call it that throughout the rest of the interview, but what the heck is it? Right. It is a neurological disorder. And obviously the name tells you what part of the brain it affects. And it is normally due to some kind of oxygen deprivation, either at birth or shortly after birth. And you're not diagnosed for the first problem. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 18 months old because you just don't notice. Um, when somebody's a baby, you don't really notice if their motor skills are behind because they don't have any. Um, my mom found out, my mom knew that something was wrong when she would go to change my diaper and uh, stretch my legs out to change my diaper and I would scream because my muscles were so tight it hurt. Oh man, that's sad. And so she knew something was off and they diagnosed me at 18 months and I uh, started physical therapy right off the bat, physical and occupational therapy from the time I was 18 months old until I turned 21. Uh, shout out to Allied Therapy and my angel, Best Stamp, uh, the COO of Allied Therapy. She moved their company from North Little Rock to Cabot when we moved to Cabot in Central Arkansas. They moved with me and they've been there ever since. That's um, awesome. These guys are angels uh look them up if you're in the central arkansas area and you need physical occupational speech therapy anything look them up uh and don't tell them i sent you that won't help you but <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> yeah i i mean i will tell you that I, I was very blessed with my mother specifically um because she fought man she fought they they told her I would be a blob in the bed. They told her that I would have trouble communicating, that I would never walk. Um, my mom never quit. And she, I mean, so parents, if there are parents out there that I know there are, if there are kids with CP, there are parents that might be listening to this. Uh, you guys are the heroes right now. At some point it becomes uh, at some point, it becomes all the all the disabilities journey. It becomes these kids' journey at some point. Right now, you're the hero. Um, so stay strong, don't quit, because I am only here because my mother didn't quit. Yeah, man, that is so true, so true. Um, man, that's crazy. So CP, so if you break it down, it's exactly like you said, it, it tells you what it is. So cerebral basically involves the brain palsy basically involves, um, like weakness of the muscles. So your brain and your muscles, they the, don't really coordinate. The, the severity of the disability, which it varies a lot. Um, the severity of it is determined by the, uh, I guess the width of the area in the brain that was affected. Uh, my mom was told that mine was the size of a dime. So I got very lucky. I was born with strep throat and it, it got through to my bloodstream 
and when you're when you're a newborn baby you don't have any immune system to fight it off so eventually the fever caused what little bit of brain damage and i was not supposed to live through the night uh so i'm i yeah very very lucky there there has been very few days where it's oh woe is me because i know i mean come on man i i i'm not supposed to be here so i'm all of a sudden i'm supposed to be here you know what that means so we're we're trying to uh, i'm just trying to make what little bit of difference i can heck yeah that is awesome so there there's a huge umbrella of cerebral palsy like cerebral palsy is basically the the umbrella title right. but you can have cerebral palsy only affect your legs you can have it only affect one side you can have it affect your brain functioning as well as your body and for you will like seeing you to explain to people that don't know you like this bro doesn't miss a concert like yeah. he hops in with he and his wife they show up they are there he can carry the wittiest of the wit oh, the stop. annoying thing the, the annoying thing is you wear out easily so whereas i could run to the car in the parking lot that's going to wear you out to do that and chit chat so i feel like man considering what it could have been like wow how lucky i i man it's and that's the thing that i i run up against because it's such an umbrella term um and and really i mean honestly if we get one message across it's that any disability whether it be physical or uh intellectual or whatever it's all umbrella because any individual case is different yeah uh, we don't have the manpower to do what needs to be done which is every individual have their own individual plan because it affects them differently i if you have cerebral palsy and that is the only diagnosis that you have then there is no intellectual effect um somebody with a severe case of cp who has trouble moving or talking they they might have trouble getting it out but if you tell them a joke they understand the punchline you know so it's it, if they have intellectual stuff going on and then it's a dual diagnosis um, because because several palsy is neurological and it's brain damage more often than not there is a there there's a coupling uh, there's a coupling of diagnosis again very very fortunate that it's my only diagnosis and that it's a very very minor case of it but i you know, it's, it's just enough to keep me, it's just enough to keep me driven every day. I love that. That's awesome. So you were talking about when you were a kid, like how things have changed. So what did CP look like for you as a kid? You already talked about, you did rehab. Did you have an assistive device? You know, they talked about uh, he's going to be a blob on the bed. By the time I was in kindergarten. I had a walker. A uh, little so, bitty wheel. And so I was the only that's I was the, the only gardener with wheels. Oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Back then, I was cool. We would have been best friends, man. Yeah, back then, I was cool, man. It, um, and and I had it designed the way that I wanted with colors and all that kind of stuff. It was sweet, man. It was sweet. But uh, my teachers at from specifically the elementary school level. 
Uh, shout out to Southside Elementary in Cabot, Arkansas. These guys were absolutely amazing. In particular, my kindergarten teacher, Miss Donham. She's watching right now, I'm sure. Uh, I love you if you are. Uh, she was the one who kind of pushed my mom out the door and said, stop worrying, we got it. We got it. I mean, this was a woman who would take me out in the hallway during recess when all the other kids were outside and have me practice falling down and standing back up. And teaching kids to, I mean, I literally, like every kid in the class knew if you're around Will and he falls, drop down on all fours and let him use your back to stand up. I mean, that these people, are like, they're angels, man. Okay, they were put there to, look, I, teachers shouldn't be expected to go that far. They're not expected to go that far. But these guys did, and by, by two weeks into kindergarten, I was just another kid. That's awesome. I want to point out that you remember that you're in your 30s, and you remember yeah. kindergarten teacher. Like, what a difference. I spent every year in the Cabot School District, and it was, I mean, I was just well. After, after a week or two, it wasn't, it wasn't interesting anymore. But by first grade, I, I graduated to two forearm crutches, and I guess by the end of first grade, I was walking independently. But that all started with a surgery called uh, dorsal rhizotomy. And I was the first one in the state of Arkansas to have that done. They had never done it on a kid before. It was very experimental. And they told my mom, look, he can either be in a wheelchair or we can take a chance and see if this works. Wow. And, and she, you know, he's going to be in a wheelchair if I don't do it. So, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Townsend, it was barbaric. Uh, they, I've still got the scar all the way down my back. Uh, they went in through my spine and basically because of the CP and because of the neurological damage, there were nerves that just weren't doing anything. They weren't firing. So they were, they were holding back the nerves that were firing. So they would go, they went in there, snipped them out. Just, just snipped out the ones that weren't working. And because it happened at such a young age, it gave the entirety of my aging for those nerves that were working to overcompensate. Now, this is a, and again, I'm a little bit bitter as an old man, <laughs> You kids don't know what you got now, but um, now it's an it's a it's almost an orthoscopic thing. Like I, I looked it up today, and I kid you not, you know me well enough to know exactly how I reacted. I I Google it, and the first thing I see is uh, dorsal rhizotomy is a is a uh, minimally evasive surgery. Like, and I said what? And then Google, I thought, Google oh, I'm old, you know, and then I thought, I'm just old. Like I, I took the bullet. Now these kids, it's a day at the beach now, but I, um, you know, they, they cut all the way down my back and I was in the hospital for eight weeks afterwards, you know, and these, they, my parents, I'm the oldest of, 
uh, three biological kids, and we've got one uh, little sister who's adopted. But I say little, she's almost 18. But my brother and sister, I'm 32. My sister's 31. My brother just turned 30. So Your we're all busy. Yeah. So we're uh, gross. But <laughs> we're all, I meant having children. Well, well, we're um, <laughs> so they're they're juggling eight weeks in the hospital with me, but also at home having a, a three year old and a one and a half year old. Um, again, my my parents are the superheroes, man. Like that, I all I did was hurt for a little while. They, I mean, from from a physical standpoint, yeah, it was all me. But these guys, man, I. I can't talk about it for more than a couple of seconds or I'll start crying. I, I love my parents so much. I love my family so much. It's they've um, they're my backbone. My last name means everything to me. My bloodline means everything to me. Bacon lettuce. Yeah, it's um, the man. I can't I can't do it. I'm not going to turn into a blubber and mess on this thing. I, I can't do it. But I, I know that I. Uh, that was the first of many you know but the but the surgeries that came later were all in my teenage years when things started to progress and my body started maturing I had all four hamstrings clipped and lengthened um if it sounds like it hurts it does Um, yeah a little bit I had my left foot pretty much completely reconstructed because my for a little anatomy lesson your Achilles tendon is supposed to run from your heel all the way down your heel to your big toe. Right. Well, when I walk, I walk on the instep of my left foot. And because it had been that way, my Achilles tendon had morphed to where it was running diagonally across my foot. And it was going from my heel diagonally to my pinky toe. And so they had to go in and basically break it and drill their way in uh, and take the tendon off and reroute it to where it was going across diagonally and connecting to the big tail where it was supposed to. It was barbaric. Whoa. Um, that to this day is the worst recovery I've ever had. But uh, that was, even that was 15, 16 years ago. So uh, I, I'm sure it's a, uh, it's a slap on the wrist now. But Yeah. Okay. No it's just like a, you know, they use the machines to come in and it's all good. Well, what did it, so you talked about, I, I think the the biggest thing in that, I think the biggest thing in that for me, because of the audience we have watching, like the teachers, that's amazing. I mean, you said 30 years ago. So let's fast forward. It's 2022. Yep. These teachers have students with CP. What's something you might recommend for education? So you've got this kid in your class that's different than the others. What would you recommend to the teachers to make him not feel that way? Yeah, at, at, at its core, not really. They're a kid. Yeah. A kid. And so, I mean, any modifications that you're going to make, make those modifications outside of the everyday classroom. Because once this kid's in class, they're just a kid. And they're just here to go to school. So if obviously the physical modifications that need to be made, I mean, that those will speak for themselves. But um, I, I mean, 
I had teachers that in my in my early school years would meet up with two or three students and say, look, here's the situation. Basically, buddy up with this guy. Now, in my case, that didn't last very long because it was like we were buddies right off and then it was I, I made friends with everybody else. But it has to be implemented in the other kids that he's just a kid. He's going like he or she is just another kid going to school, trying to learn and do, you know, my thing would be don't hamper out of fear. Meaning if this kid has CP, but is able to run around at recess, let them fall, let them scrape themselves up. It's a badge of honor. Let them, you know, they, they would re don't hamper any more than you have to. Um, now, kids are mean. We all understand that. But, I mean, it won't take long till everybody figures out, oh, they're, they're, it's just, you become familiar with it, and then it's no big deal. Now, 30 years ago, when it was Little Will, fights were a thing. But I'm not saying go do that. I could give you a book on what not to do. <laughs> just as much as I can tell you what to do. Um, I, my, my dad, my, I'm, I'm a little bit of what my dad used to call, we'll say a red rear end. Uh, <laughs> he I, has a temper. Has temper. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I'd like to think that I've grown out of it, but that's not, that's a lie. Um, so don't be, you know, I, that would be my thing is just remember that this is just, uh, they're just a kid. They're trying to go to school. And so other than physical modifications, let them be, let them figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Kids are smart and they are resilient. Oh man. And it's not that, it's not that somebody like us can't do it. We just have to figure out a different way to do it. Yeah. And we'll figure it out. And by all means, discipline these kids just like you would discipline any other kid because if they're anything like me and they figure out that they can get away with something I mean now you you're really, a I know, listen I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm glad I'm not a teacher because if this little cutie patootie walked up to me with a walker and gave me those eyes oh buddy it was oh right. I'd be in trouble it was I would be in so much trouble. They would get away with everything. I would be like, oh, you want all the candy I done? I party every day. Oh. Every day. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? For all you know, I fell in the hallway. <laughs> You're terrible. You're the worst. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my friends that were running late for class knew, hey, just put your arm around me. Like, we'll, we'll walk into class and you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. We were doing a good deed. Yeah, you're good. Terrible, terrible. Um, okay, so let's go back. So what would you say, like, obviously, these are insane things that I, one, would have never known, much less ever would have imagined. What would you say has been your biggest obstacle that you've had to come, had, excuse me, had to overcome? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's changed because, sure. I mean, at the time, it was pain and discomfort. Now, that's my normal. 
Like I've always said, if I wake up in the morning and nothing hurts, I'd fall on the floor because I wouldn't know that it was working. <laughs> like that's how I register. Okay. That hurts a little bit. Obviously, uh, obviously uh, pain, let me know that I'm alive, you know? So, but at 32, it's the fact that there are literally no days off. There are no days off. Um, and I, it's, I don't know how it happened, but I fell in love with sports. The one thing that I couldn't have as a kid, couldn't play, but I was very involved. Um, so I have the mindset of an athlete. I'm competing every day. Uh, I'm competing against CP every day. So what gets in my way is if it's still there at the end of the day, did you win? Or did it be, you know, so that's, that's the hard thing for me is I work my butt off to get through today. Now I got to lay down and go to sleep and wake up and do it again. And just the, um, the gravity of, Hey man, if I make it 80, 85 years, it's going to be every day with this. And, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like. So if I struggle with anything, it's just, and that's that I, I feel like that's natural. Um, but it's fleeting. It, it's very fleeting because I realize, man, don't pity me. My life is great. It, um, there, there are millions of able-bodied people out there who would trade places with me. I, I am very, very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. I can vouch for that. You've got a, a wife that was sent down from the heavens above to cater to your every need. Oh, right <laughs> I'm kidding. She, Aldrich said, she she's never, amazing. She's never. amazing. You have amazing dogs. You have four walls. You have a roof over your head. All jokes aside, very, very blessed. And I love that you see it that way because you could very easily make it poor, pitiful me. Like, couldn't we do that about everything, right? See, that's the thing. It, it, it it comes if I have a bad day. Oh yeah. It comes. But I man, I know that there are I'm lucky enough to be able to just reach out and say to any of my uh, to any of my lifeline of friends, family, I'm lucky enough to just reach out and say, Hey, tell me tell me to get over it. Tell me to shut up. You know, like, tell me to suck it up. And if I'm having a day where I just need to feel sorry for myself, that's, I mean, that's not a big deal either. Because the sun's going to come up tomorrow and I'll be fine. I mean, what, like, that's the thing is when somebody says, oh, man, I like it. You're, you're inspirational or whatever the, whatever the word you want to use. I... I've never known anything else. I had no, like anybody put in my position, you've got no choice. Like it's going to be tough, but I'm, I didn't do anything that I feel like anybody else put in my position wouldn't do. And now I've gotten to the point at 32 where the surgeries are over and you're just kind of trying to make the best out of your, out of your physical abilities while you still have some. So now it's, you know, 
it's kind of put an emphasis on, look, man, the clock is ticking. You got to go, you got to go do something great while you got the chance to. And I, I don't know if music is my avenue for that, but I know it's not going to be because I didn't work hard at it and because I didn't want it. Like if it comes down to talent and you're just better than me, I'll salute, you know, but if it comes down to hard work and who wants it more, pack up and go to the house. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> Heck yeah. Pack up. Would you, yeah. Hurt me. Listen, you preach under the choir, brother. It's going to be me and you at the, at the final, at the finale. I know. Um, okay. Would you, I, I find this one interesting. So I have talked to people that are in a wheelchair. Okay. And they literally had the handlebars or the back of the wheelchair taken off because they were sick of people helping them. And they're like, I don't want you to push me. That's like me coming up to the grocery store, grabbing your arm and pulling you around. It's very disrespectful. As okay. someone that hears that, you think, oh my gosh, never thought about that. So for you, would you know. rather people help you? Or? I don't know if disrespectful is the right word, but maybe, maybe ignorant. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, it's like, yeah. oh gosh. They're not, they're not trying to, like, they're not trying to be jerks. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're trying to help, but I've, through years of getting used to it, I've I've gotten to the point where, look, man, if I need help, I'll ask for it. Yeah. And if, and if I don't ask, wait for me to ask. You know, and like if I if I don't ask and I fall on my face, feel free to laugh. It's my fault. I should have asked for help. Um. But again, my situation's different. Um, because I I I am fairly mobile considering um so but as far as help if i need it i've gotten to the point where i'll ask for it and more often than not if i'm if i'm seen out in public i'm with people who understand that you know it it's um i'm, I'm not above asking for help but that wasn't always that way it, and it's it's taken some it's taken some doing I'm, I'm still working on it, but I'm a lot better than I used to be. Sure. I think that'd be really hard to be, to be like, okay, I need someone's help. You know, in your head, you're like, I can do it. That'd be really well, hard. Um, again, it comes back to the people around me, man. I'm really lucky because they, I mean, my closest friends know and they don't ask. They just stick an arm out or something, you know, where it's just like, and, and the greatest feeling in the world is when they forget because they forget that I'm with them that well they don't forget that I'm with them they just forget that Will's a little bit different you know that uh, it's uh uh you know it all comes down to you know surround yourself with good people but also humble yourself enough to know that look man people don't spend every day thinking about Oh, why'd I have to help that guy up to sound? They, they've forgotten about it as soon as it happens. So humble yourself enough to say, hey, I need some help. Because nobody's going to tell you no. I could come up to a complete stranger and say, hey, can I lean on you real quick? They, they wouldn't care. It's just if you don't ask and you end up needing help, but you didn't ask for it, that's not their fault. That's, sure. my that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. People would love to help you, and they're not going to go home and be like, oh, he had to ask for help. They're going to feel good about it. 
Right. And be like, man, I helped somebody today. Yeah. Well, yeah. you get to the point where you're patting yourself on the back about it. Come on now. Like, but I mean, that get like being needed in any sh- way, shape, or form. Like, let's say an elderly woman asks me in the grocery store and I help her, I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, that was so great to interact with her. Yeah. Like, it means more than you think it would. Like, uh-huh. it's 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 a good interaction. Uh, look, man, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat you. I'm a little different. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. It, and you know, I I get such a charge out of like, yeah. I mean. Nine times out of 10, well, 99 times out of 100, if I walk into Walmart, I'm the only one in there walking like me. You know what I mean? So inevitably, the little kid's going to stop and the kid's going to stare and he's going to ask his mom or his dad or whoever he's with, you know, what's wrong with this guy? But I, great parenting is the kid coming up and asking me. That Dude, I get such a charge out of that. Because don't don't have them stare and and just wonder and you can't explain it to them. So let me do it. I you know, asking is not embarrassing. Assuming and and just making making it weird, that don't make it weird, just ask. Don't don't make this weird. Um that is an awesome point. So you're hitting all these things that I've heard before. Uh, so this, this same guy that I had chatted with, he talked about being in a grocery store line. And one of the worst things was when kids would ask their mom, Hey, what, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? And the mom would be shh, 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 shh. like, no. that's, a, that's uh-huh. embarrassing. And he's uh-huh. saying, I'll, I'll tell you, stop shushing them. Have them ask yeah. them. I, 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 you know, and it'll catch them off guard. But hey, don't shush them. Let them ask me. You know that. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, that kid's gonna remember that forever. Yeah. And well, his on somebody like me, and they're not gonna bat an eye. Exactly. His point of view was you're teaching your kid to stop and stare and to treat them differently. Like oh, I gotta be quiet. I gotta treat them differently. He's like, no, let them ask. Let them treat me like a normal person. It's not a secret. You don't have to stay quiet. I'm aware. Like, yeah, you know. I, I know how I walk. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so we kind of talked about this earlier. What helps you keep going? You know, we talked about those tough days. Like as a kid and even as 32-year-old Will, like what keeps you going? Just that football aspect of like I'm going to beat this every uh, day? Honestly, I – okay. I'm uh... – I'm convinced that I'm here to change this place. And by this place, I mean the world that we live in. I, I, I don't think that it happened by accident. I, I refuse to believe that. So what keeps me going is that, look, man, they're going to, uh, there's somebody out there that is going to associate you with several palsy. Okay, so the next person they see they will treat them bad or treat them well based on how you based on how you interact so if i walk into a room i i mean i'm trying to change the energy you know i i'm trying to not you know 
I'm trying, I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach out to the person who's maybe sitting there by themselves. Um, you know, that changes the energy when you walk in a room because that room needs you no matter who you are like that room you're in there right now. So leave a mark. And you know, the one thing that music has given me and performing has given me is it's the one time where I'm up there doing something that not everybody in the room can do. And it's not about what I can't do, which is my entire life is about limitations and what can, you know, you get caught in to, uh, it, but that's the one time when it's about what I can do. And I mean, if I, if I take anything from it, it's look, don't get caught up in having other people believe in you or not. Because if you're, if you're born with a disability, they're not going to believe in you. Your entire life is going to be what you can't do. And, oh, are you sure you can do that? Or, you know, is that safe? Is that, uh, well, what about, what about limitations here? Bet on yourself and be your own biggest fan. Dude, I have pet talks to myself every day. Every day. And, and it's, it's essential to be your biggest fan if you're, if, for anybody, be your own biggest fan. It's not cocky. It's not arrogant. I'm not going in here trying to be better than anybody else. I'm not. But I know that if I don't have my back, who will? Canceling, but we'll, we won't get on to that. No, kidding. Yeah. Do you know how much research is done literally talking about self-care, like standing in front of a mirror for one minute, just shoulders back, head held high, and being like, I got this. Yeah. Do you know how much improvement that makes? Yeah. For anybody. It, I don't, I mean, it is a, all right, look, man, you're, um, everybody says no matter who you are, there's somebody out there working harder than you. Okay. Be, be that guy. Be that guy. Outwork the other guy. Like I've always heard you, you may not be the most talented, the best looking, whatever you can be on time and you can outwork everybody else. I say that having showed up like six or seven minutes late for this podcast, <laughs> but uh, you can be on time and outwork the next guy. And I, I'm going, I like my advice would be you're going to make headway in life with whatever you decide to do simply by just not quitting because so many people are just going to fall off and quit. So it's not so much about how far did I get today? How, how much closer am I today? Just keep doing what you're doing and stay consistent. Yeah. You didn't fall off today. That's yeah. what you did. Stay consistent, And others will fall off. And that's become my life is nobody will nobody will ever say that I didn't work hard and and um you know I can uh I can hang my hat on that yeah that I will out that I will outwork the other guy and that at the end of the day I'm you know never ever am I gonna miss a chance to tell somebody that I love them 
truth. And I love that personally. I love that. What, okay. Let's do the last couple of questions. What does self-care look like for Will? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> that's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> time Only with, acceptable answers, Will. I'm, time with my wife these days is self-care. Um, she's the best person I've ever met. And if, and if you have met her, she's the best person you've ever met. And if she's not the best person you've ever met, you just haven't met her. Um, so time with her is self-care for me. Um, man, getting lost in music is self-care for me like that, uh, man, it, you know, being, getting a charge out of, oh man, I got a great idea sitting around and writing, watching a song come to life or watching lyrics come to life and then being able to bounce it off a superstar friend like the one I have, uh, yeah, up here, um, you know, it's, I get a charge out of like, you know, music is the only thing where people have, people have sought me out for advice. That doesn't happen in anything else. I don't get good news physically. I don't, you know, the music has become the only thing that I'm, I mean, it's the only thing I do every day. CP and music are the only thing that I do every day. So they're intertwined in that way. But self-care looks for me like either spending time with my wife or turning something up way too loud and just rocking out until the next idea comes. I love it. What, what is something you wish people understood about CP? So they, they watch this podcast and they're like, wow, okay. What is one thing you want them to take away that you wish they understood? Or, um, stop it with the, uh, just, just stop it with the misconceptions. At the end of the day, like we're, um, at the end of the day, we're, we're not that interesting, man. We're just, we're just people, you know, um, one of my, one of my really good friends, he, he graduated a year behind me in high school. We've known each other our entire lives. Allied therapy worked with him too. And, um, a more severe case of CP than what I have. The kid was valedictorian of his graduating class. I mean, like, don't, just don't make it more complicated than it has to be, you know. So at the end of the day, I'm, you know, I'm going to work every day. I'm paying bills just like everybody else. And the system is broken. So realize what, the people with CP are dealing with. Um, I, at 25, was going to get my waiver services taken away because I scored too high on a psych eval. Wow. That, that's, that's how this system works. They lump us all in together. And so it, it, there, there are no easy days. Um, Social Security tried to talk me out of getting married because it would cut my disability check in half. Now, you're not going to tell me what to do for $700 a month, but some people don't have that option. All right. We're, we're, I'm lucky enough to have options. I could go to work, but, you know, we're, we are treat us equal because the world doesn't. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't. 
we are we are the most understood or misunderstood the most misunderstood minority in the entire world are people with physical and intellectual disabilities because there's no effort to understand us better you know i've said all the time i've never heard a president try to get my vote you know i've 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 never you know if um you know my wife had a family member who legit told her to be careful because she might catch it okay so if if somebody says that about another demographic well we're we're uh we're taken to the streets and rightfully so but that that's the thing i know that the world does not accept us they don't they don't understand us so you need to yeah don't make it more complicated if you see me in a bar buy me a beer <laughs> don't make be it be my friend yeah don't make it more complicated than it needs to be um we're we're aware we're aware trust me i live with it every day but if i'm not making a big deal out of it you don't need to be i like that okay what about so those are the people listening what about the people going through the same thing so let me let me put it this way the one that are that are going to be affected the most from what i know are going to be kids so what would your advice be to the kids with cp <laughs> earmuffs <laughs> yeah you're a badass yeah you're, you're a badass and don't let anybody ever tell you different you are a beast yeah like that, that's the thing like and and uncle will's got you yeah you know what i mean like mr will's got you i'm i'm if i don't ever let anybody tell you any different you're everybody looks for something to fight for every single day looks for an excuse to be a beast every single day you've got one built in you've got one built in just show up that's like all that. you got is just show up you're pumping me up will and, and like you're, you're the badass just by showing up all you gotta do is show up yeah now i feel pumped up it's in bedtime and i'm like ready to go out in the streets well i would do no damage well i don't know if you've ever seen me i'm the size of a pretzel but i've I'm seen you pumped up. you might not have been talking to me but i've seen you a few times <laughs> oh man that is awesome um i'm gonna go ahead and do a selfless plug because it is important that these things get funded i want to continue this for 2023 I have huge plans, but the thing with that is podcasts are super expensive. Research is expensive. The team that I have that helps me edit this is expensive and it all comes out of my pocket. So the way that I pay for this is patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. So if you like these and you want to keep them going, it would mean the world to me if you just became a Patreon. That's all it takes to be able to get me and Will and all these different people to help preach these different things. I feel like it's crucial. Can I join in? Because here's the thing. I'm a Patreon. Full disclosure, I'm a Patreon. So it's not that hard. Like, this is so important. Go back and watch the old episodes. These people are freaking unbelievable. Yeah. You'll be bored looking at me because you'll realize <laughs> there's nothing special about me. He's interviewing real life comic book heroes on this thing. 
yeah. I, I mean, superheroes. This is so important because it, look, if one person goes, I was ignorant, had no idea, then I did, then I did what I'm supposed to do. But these people that she's interviewing on this thing are the people that we should see on the news every day, but we never will. Uh, they, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my favorite is John the Blind. I knew uh, you were going to say that. Absolutely amazing. Stop, right? stop this podcast right now and go, go watch that one. Go, go watch so that good. Please tell me we're going to get off track because now I'm, I'm invested. Please tell me you saw the bowl he showed. The the sound thing? The one the he showed. Well, the one he showed on the podcast with 80 different oh, pieces. Yeah. yeah. And, and he said, well, all I did was I turned it an eighth of a turn with each. And I'm going, you're doing fractions and you can't see? Crazy. It's the coolest like, thing ever. I, and I can see great. <laughs> You're doing fractions. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not an eighth of a turn. That's too far. What? Yeah. I don't amazing. know. It was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. I'm definitely gonna tag him on this because they are super cool. John and Annie, go back and watch that podcast. Amazing. Will, of course. Duh. I'm super excited about this one. This is my home. Me. Um, yeah. Hit him up, message him. If you need any kind of support, hit up Will. I know he'd be able to answer questions. I've had so many parents, teachers, staff members. This is him. I will tag. I will send his information, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Cool. Um, I, I assumed it was you, and I've talked about it behind the scenes. But, yes, same with me. If you have any questions that you want me to pass along, I will be happy to do so. Everybody, thank you so, so much for tuning in. This was an especially fun one to have one of my buddies on. Will, thank you for ha taking the time to chat with everybody. Anytime, T. Love Absolutely. you. All right, guys. Love you. Y'all have a good evening. We'll catch you later. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at townsendtmusic for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.